we have a lot of power as individuals as well and we can come together as community and there's more power in community as well but what we got to be aware of is when we're complaining or bitching or gossiping it's one thing my father always said to me I always hated the gossiping you know because it's just negative energy uh, you're focusing on that it's and, and energy spreads it does move and you know you attract how you are being and your vibration we talk about all of that so we got to be mindful if we're complaining or judging somebody ask yourself well what can i do what can i do you're listening to getting it wrong to get it right today we have joanne callahan on the show a best-selling author speaker sleep expert and mum Joanne is passionate about empowering families to take control of their health and well-being by improving our sleep. Join us as we chat with Joanne about the importance of sleep and how it can impact our overall health and well-being. Joanne, welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. Thanks a million. I'm, I'm so delighted to be here and talking to, to yourself and your audience. Amazing. Joanne, do you know you did an interview with my wife probably yeah. about five years ago yeah. on the Nutrition Hub? That's right. That's I remember it. in studio, yeah. In studio, <laughs> yeah. Two nervous people chatting as they went on to their career. Now, Lynn no longer does radio. That was ah. just, a, yeah, she realized it wasn't for her. But nutritionist still working with Glenville Nutrition and a lecturer. Um, and helping people with their gut and helping people who want to try and conceive as well. So, yeah, it's a, a job that she loves, but radio was not for her. But you continue on and focusing on the win and how people can live better lives, really. So I'm going to ask you a question. Right. Drum roll. Here we go. The thing that's going on in my mind at the moment is, is there enough? So. When I ask people that question, they go, what do you mean? You know, is there enough resources in the world? Is there enough sleep in the world? Is there enough food? Is there enough water? Is there enough consciousness? So then it's the question of what is there not enough of? So I'll, I'll ask you that. What is there not enough of? What is there not enough of? Well, it's, it's different for everybody, Joe. And it's down ah, to but I'm asking for you and not for everyone. Me personally. What do you think there's not enough of? What do I think there's not enough of? Well, I could say for me personally, what is there not enough of? There's not enough. God, that's a very difficult question. <laughs> what is there not, for me personally? Um, I could say time, but time is the same for everybody. Isn't there the same amount of time every single day? Um, what is there not enough of? There's not enough love. I think, um, yeah, and connection. Yeah, and, and just before we came on air, we spoke about the amount of fear that goes on in the world as well. So we could talk about then consciousness and the different levels of consciousness. Yeah. And people can either live in fear or love. Yeah. And negativity is a place where fear hangs around. And when you get into more positivity, that's where love is. So if there's not enough love in the world, what are we going to do about it? Yeah, that's that's a really great question because there's, our, there's only love. And even in the, decision, the decisions that we make on a daily basis, they're all based around fear or love. So I think 
And that is something that I learned over over through my whole course of finding myself, if you like, in personal development is when I'm making decisions because they're not always right and they don't always serve me. And I think when I do make a decision that I think that it served me, but it could be ego or it could be a fear of something that's caused me to make that decision. And this is true for everybody as well. So when we make decisions from a place of love, there's no fear, obviously, and we're aligned with our heart, what it is that we truly want. Yeah. And sometimes people miss what love is. You know, mm. when people, some people think that love is, is, you know, it's sex. Some people think romantic. It's, it's romantic, you know, some people, you know, visualize lust with it and whatever, but, but it's not, you know, it's love is the essence that we hold within. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, that sexual desire and, you know, it's, it's in the book, Think and Grow Rich, you know, to talk about the sexual desire and it's so much more than that. It's, it's what gives you the energy that drives you forward, your passion, you know, that the heart's desire. And it is real. It's very real that when we have that sexual desire for whatever it is that we want in life. If you put it to it's creativity. Creativity. Um, and one of the things where if you get in an organization and where people are working together to create something, and if there's people there, sometimes an affair, mm. you know, breaks out of it because they've missed the signals for being creative into something else where mm -hmm. it's that energy is flown in to make the project creative, but they get lost in it. Yeah. To be able to see the bigger picture and outside of the box as, you know, out, like from the normal, what we're used to seeing, the comfort zone, staying in that area of what we're used to showing up, but thinking big and, and, and having that uncertainty and to feel safe in that uncertainty, because that's where, the new opportunities arise and the new, the innovation, the creativity. So is that, is that awareness then? Is it the whole thing that I'm, as you know, I think we know each other a while now that I'm starting to understand that the true gift that we can offer humanity mm. is self-awareness. Yeah, it's consciousness, definitely, because, you know, we live for many of us, we live in our subconscious world, the subconscious mind. We talk about the conscious mind, the subconscious mind. And for many of us, we live the majority of our lives in our subconscious. This is our recording, our automatic program. And we, we talk about this all the time, how we're programmed throughout life. And it takes an effort to operate from the conscious mind, from the, this is where we're aware, the self-awareness. It takes an effort, a willingness to be aware. And it takes a lot of energy to, um, to be conscious as well. But the more we ask questions, why did I do that? I think this is what's missing for many people is to ask ourselves questions. These are like empowering questions or powerful questions that we can discover something new about ourselves, why we did something, why we just did something and how we are repeating the same thing and expecting a different result. Whereas if we ask ourselves, you know, how can I do this differently? How can I achieve the result that I want by asking ourselves questions? But we don't. We just automatically do, 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 do. Do people continue on in that loop of repeating the same thing and getting the same results? Now, we know that Albert Einstein said that's a sign of madness. Yeah. But yeah. I'm guessing, you know, we all do it in different parts of our lives. And it so serves it, us sometimes. Yeah, it serves us. But is it 90% of us, you know, humanity keep mm. doing the same thing? And 
what's popped up in my head. You know, we talk about this, but then if you look at the political parties in Ireland, right, and you have the three main ones in government at the moment and people give out about them, but people keep still, you know, voting them in. So are we just in that loop of, you know, doing the same thing as a sign of madness, you know? And here's something as well, you know, when we, when you talk about government and all of that, and, and I, I'm very ignorant to a lot of what's going on with the government. A lot of time I just don't want to know because it doesn't make sense. But here's what a lot of people do is they judge and complain, right? And that's focusing on what they're not doing instead of, okay, well, what can we do as people, as the grassroots movement, if you like, right? We hear a lot about grassroots movements, but we have a lot of power as individuals as well, and we can come together as community and there's more power in community as well. But what we got to be aware of is when we're complaining or bitching or gossiping, it's one thing my father always said to me, I always hated the gossiping, you know, because it's just negative energy. Uh, you're focusing on that. It's and, and energy spreads, it does move. And, you know, you attract how you are being and your vibration. We talk about all of that. So we got to be mindful if we're complaining or judging somebody. Ask yourself, well, what can I do? What can I do? Ever dreamed of having your own podcast? Look no further. Our comprehensive podcast course will guide you through the process of building your reputation, growing your brand and connecting with your network. With our course, you'll learn everything you need to know about creating a successful podcast, including choosing the right equipment, crafting engaging content, recording and editing techniques, marketing and promotion strategies, and many more. Whether you're a seasoned podcaster or just starting out, our course is designed to help you take your podcast to the next level. Don't miss out on this opportunity to build your brand and connect with your audience. Enroll in our course today. Consciousness creates matter. It does. It does, it does. Yeah, it, and yeah. that came before, before matter. Yeah, you're right. It creates creates matter. So, if we're looking then that going back to, there's not enough love. And I do. Consciousness creates matter. It does. It does. It does. Yeah, it, and yeah. that came before, before matter. Yeah, you're right. It creates creates matter. So, if we're looking then that going back to, there's not enough love. And we, you know, we've established that, you know, it's it's all about communities and it's about us, you know, our neighbors and about us helping each other. And you mentioned the word there, grassroots as well. Mm. That how, like, how do we solve it? What are we going to do about it? How are we going to go as collectively, as community-based to go, let's, well, let's I, have that conversation. There's power in numbers, for sure. There's, there's power in numbers, for sure. And this is why it is so important that we need to come together, forget about all the disagreements, the arguments. We might have difference of opinions or whatever, so that, like, that's okay. But when it comes to being argumentative and watching the ego, right, we have to get on well together and connect with each other and um, see each other's point of view from where the other p- person is standing because we all have our own different points of view, right? And we all have our own paths that create a reality for most people, right? And we can change that as well. That's another, another story. But I think if we come together from the heart, what it is that we truly want, if we're coming from a place of not being afraid, right, of what could happen, catastrophizing, because that's what we do as human beings, right? We're wired that way to be prepared. 
And this is what the subconscious mind does for us, right? And sometimes it serves us, it stops us from walking out in front of that bus, right? But we gotta, we gotta come together and put aside all the judgments and putting other people down and trying to be better than the other person and comparing ourselves. This is what's dividing us, Joe, all these things, because we want to be better than the next person. So what does that say about us as individuals? Many of us are insecure and there's, there's been a lot of fear that's been put into our lives to make us feel insecure. So our automatic reaction for survival is to to be the best, to stand out as to be the best. We want to be the best. Whereas we're all equal. If we see ourselves all as equal and we're all cohabiting this world together and it's in all of our interests to create a peaceful, harmony, harmonious world. Now, everyone wants to have world peace, right? And it seems like such a big, a big shot, but it starts off in small pieces and then it gels together and it gets bigger and bigger and you know you top a community society but it is possible but I think community is so strong that we have a very strong community and that's that's where it will start yeah I would agree and going back to the individual and you know with the people that you work with and the people that you speak to on a daily basis Mm. and I know you're very much kind of helping people have a good night's sleep but a good night's sleep is only efficient if they know what's going on in their day-to-day process and how to deal with it. So if looking back over the years that you have been in business and the years that you've helped people, what would you say are the three top things that affect people from having, you know, a peaceful good night's sleep and a good life? Yeah. So that's a great question, Joe, because, you know, I've had many people come to me and they'll say, you know, I can't sleep at night or something wrong with my sleep. And what I've identified, Joe, and even after I wrote the book, what I've identified is in the majority of cases, so many people have stress. Now, stress is a big word, right? It can boil down to lots of different things. But ultimately, what I help people have is peace of mind peace of mind so that they can sleep well at nighttime. So what's there for people that they don't have peace of mind? And and what are the three top things that I'm seeing? Well, one of the biggest things that I'm seeing, Joe, is at nighttime, when people put their head down on the pillow, they're exhausted, they're tired, they're ready to go to sleep. But as soon as they put their head down on that pillow, the head is just filled filled with thoughts, right? I should have done this. I should have done that. I could have done this. Should have, could have, would have. All that stuff, yeah, shutting all over the place, right? And beating yourselves up, anxiety, worries about tomorrow, what's going to happen? How am I going to pay the bills? So we're living in the past. We're making ourselves depressed. We're not we're not good enough, right? Like I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. Depressing ourselves. And then the anxiety, which is which is which is really based on in the future, the, the worry, the concerns, right? What's going to happen? The uncertainty. That's one of the biggest things that I'm finding people are having issues with sleeping well at night time. That would be future pacing and worried about future pacing. And like for myself, when I have to go to sleep at night, I usually put a headphone in, into my ear, and I listen to a podcast. I listen to it five seconds later. I'm out cold. And the reason I do it, I'm trying to educate myself. I kind of believe when you're subconscious things are still feeding into your brain and one of the things that switches off everything else that I'm only just focusing so it's like a meditation really focusing on the one thing and that helps me sleep 
Yeah, but, that's brilliant. But I got to ask you, if someone has suddenly switches their thoughts late at night and when they're late at night, just before they go to sleep, they've thought of something positive, would they wake up in the morning feeling positive and then the anxiety jumps in? Or if they think negativity and they fall asleep with negativity, the minute they wake up, that negative thought is right away there as well. Yeah, that's brilliant. I, lo- I love that. Yeah. There's two of the best times you talked about um, a type of meditation, right? And there's two of the best times that you can do that. And it's when you're falling asleep at nighttime and first thing in the morning when you wake up, because this is when you're most suggestive uh, or suggestible too, because we have our brain waves. And our brain waves go through different states. And during the daytime, we're we're in that beta, you know, like right now at the moment, me and you are in that beta brainwave. We're talking, we're having a conversation, right? Then there's the alpha, which is where we get all nice and relaxed and we start to get sleepy. And then there's the theta or theta. And this is where when you when you say you have your headphones on, it's going straight into your subconscious. So the logic brain is disconnected and it's 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 basically reprogramming. So if you play um like positive affirmations, say Obviously, you want your your junior education, so you can focus on that, and it goes in a lot easier, and it sticks. It will stick a lot easier. So when you're doing the positive, when you're talking about if you do something positive or negative, if you do something positive, that is going right into your subconscious because a lot of people talk about positive thinking and what have you. But if you're doing positive thinking, and the conscious brain here is taking it in, but but and you're repeating and repeating, and you're trying to create that new uh, habit forming, but it's not going through to your subconscious where it's actually recorded. So um, you're having to do a lot of positive thinking all the time. Whereas if you're doing it when your brain waves are low, when your brain waves are down to alpha and theta, where your brain is more suggestible, it goes right in there and it overwrites the old program. So this is why. Um, at nighttime, when you're going to bed and first thing in the morning, why that can be so, so powerful. And then the opposite is true. If you have a negative thought when you're going to bed at nighttime, that will go in. It causes stress. And we know stress increases cortisol, increases your blood sugar. And this is the very thing that causes most people to wake up during the nighttime is the cortisol and the, the blood glucose levels in the blood. A lot of people don't know that. But even having a negative thought can do that and prevent you from having your deep restorative repair and sleep. I could talk about that topic for ages, Joe, but that's ultimately what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm blessed. Once I fall asleep, I'm gone. I could sleep in the boot of a car if I need to. I hope I never do. But, <laughs> yeah. but And I think you're right about that. It's about, you know, those triggers that's happening in the mind. When you understand that and and people will go, oh, wow, because that's the easiest way to do it, Rajan, because a lot of people talk about positive talk. And like, it, it's not as effective, right? Because it needs to go right into the subconscious mind. And there's something else I was going to say now as well. Gratitude. This is why doing gratitude at nighttime is very important as well, because you're combining the thoughts with the emotions as well. So that's going right into the subconscious and the feelings as well. So gratitude is another powerful thing that you can do. Three things that you're grateful for or three great things that you did today that will help to raise your vibration, lower your stress levels and help you sleep deeper as well. So that's something else. Do you know what else as well? For some reason, we all go through life and we shallow breathe. Mm. We don't take those deep breaths in. Mm. But if you take those breaths in and actually then fill it, your heart with the love of your day, your gratitude, your kids, whatever it may be, 
you know, you're not only putting that into your mind, but you're feeding that into every cell, you know, in your body and then trying to go to sleep. And I think that cortisone buzz, you yeah. know. You're breathing in life. You're breathing, you're breathing in life, in yeah, life and yeah. you're accepting. You're accepting when you breathe it in fully, you know, you're breathing in, you're accepting it, you're allowing it to come in. A lot and of we people just go through life like our lungs are <laughs> like this, you know, where we should yeah. be breathing, bring that in. And Joanne, you mentioned as well, Think and Grow Rich. And like I've read a book a couple of times and there's stuff in it that I disagree with. What is real desire and is desire something separating from what we want, but what we actually know what we need. Yeah. Um, and that whole process of changing our thoughts and everyone thinks differently so you know we all see the world through our own eyes completely different but positive affirmations where people will keep saying i'm doing this i'm doing this but they're still not getting the success that they want yeah is that because the subconscious mind is still triggering even though they have the affirmations and they're dancing around the garden how do they overcome that that's that's brilliant, Joe. That's absolutely it. And, you know, you mentioned uh, about the burning desire in, in that book, Think and Grow Rich. And I, for a long time, I was very confused with that because on the scale of consciousness, um, the map of consciousness, desire is down very low. And I couldn't understand that. Right. But here's the thing about desire and wanting to overcome something and the positive thinking. Right. So you have a desire to overcome an obstacle in your life or whatever. And you're telling yourself positive things about it to help you overcome it. But if you don't believe it. Right. You, you, you've got to believe it, like right down to your core. You've got to really believe it. And that involves emotions. So you've got to feel what that would feel like if you had that, if you actually achieved that, whatever it is. And, and imagine what that would be like and feel the feelings. And, and that will help you. That will help. Whereas desire with no action and just saying the words over and over again, it's like wishful thinking, but not taking an action, you know, and, and, and not okay. really believing it. Next question right, is, <laughs> you know, if you, if say someone, they know they want this. So I'm not even going desire or whatever. They, they've okay. set this intention. Right. Yeah. So what makes you believe that you want it? So I could say I want a Land Rover. Now, I would like a Land Rover. Do I need one? No, but I would like one. So what makes me get to believe or someone out there will say I want a house right? or someone out there will say I want a partner that loves me or whatever. What is it that gets them <laughs> to make them believe that it's going to happen. So there's the gap between wanting and then there's a like a river and then the belief. How do they yeah. brilliant. How do they get that? <laughs> That's brilliant. I think Joe what it is, obviously you've got to believe it. So why would you believe it, I think is your is your question. And I think you got to know that you're worthy of receiving it, that you deserve it. So a lot of people want X, Y, and Z or whatever, but they don't feel that they're good enough to receive it. Because even gratitude, I could not really understand or feel gratitude mm. for what I have or what I wanted. And there was the gap there. And this is why it's coming up is because it took me a while to understand 
what gratitude is because people saying be grateful for this be grateful for that. and then going yeah 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 but it's, it's like a broken really, records yeah it's not really <laughs> it's, it's not really working what is what is gratitude i'm doing it wrong <laughs> i'm doing it wrong like i'm gratitude i'm, I'm gratitude I'm, I'm doing all the gratitude stuff i think it's that you said it there being wordy i yeah. think it's the part that you have to kind of go celebrate your wins already and by celebrating your wins and being grateful for those mm. small things, mm. then it helps the muscle mind prepare yourself for future gratitude. Yeah, because you're bringing your vibration up. So if you're like down in the dumps and you're trying to do this positive affirmations or gratitude or whatever, by doing gratitude, it helps to raise the vibration up. So now you're in a better place to do the exercises, you know. And I remember a coach telling me that before. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So it's like another way around it. You know, you have to raise your vibration up, first of all, so that you can receive it in then, you know. And um, it's just fascinating, Joe, I think, how how the body and the mind works and this energy, this whole energy, because we are energy. We're, we're, we're energetic human beings. <laughs> yeah, you're spot on. And when someone then comes to you and going, I can't sleep, what is the sort of that process that <laughs> you kind of go, okay, you're worthy, you're great, you're enough, you know, you have everything. How do you help them let it go so they can then move forward? So that's a great question. And uh, what I do, Joe, is I ask them to tell me about their day and I listen to them and I listen to what they're saying and how they're saying it. But more importantly, what they believe, what they believe, because I remember I did a webinar with somebody and I was doing a one to one with them in, in a group coaching. And they said to me, I don't know what it is, Joanne. But I just can't sleep at night. I wake up at three o'clock every single night. And he was very adamant and very strong about this and what have you. And I said, well, I said, well, I'm not surprised. I said, do you know your brain believes everything you tell us? You're to tell in your brain there that I can't sleep at night time. And I wake up at three o'clock every single morning. And I said, be careful what you're telling your brain. That's because. Crazy. Yeah, be careful what you're telling your brain because your brain believes everything that you're telling it. Like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And there's simple little things like that that we need to be aware of. We need to be conscious of these things, how we work, you know. But that's something that I find. Um, stop saying, I can't do this. Stop saying, I can't do that. Right. And put something else in place. Well, what can you do? What, what do you do well when it comes to sleeping at nighttime? Yes, it's like I can have an example of that where I used to say, I'm tired. Oh, I'm tired. And I used to be knackered. And for our American audience, knackered is a dead horse, <laughs> but in our language, very tired. I'm very tired. Um, so I used to say, I'm tired. And then I realized, stop saying that word. Stop saying the word, I can't. So we need to be careful. Are you saying then that we need to be careful yeah, yeah. with the language that we use subconsciously in our mind on a day-to-day -day basis? Absolutely, because a lot of this is about the mind as well, what we think, what we believe. Obviously, it's to do with how we're living our life as well and the stress. And we have stress from all sorts in our environment, right, including our thoughts. Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time and Bruce Lipton. 
you know, your thoughts create your reality, but it actually creates a physiology in your body. Yeah. And the one thing with Joe Dispenza, I, I don't know how he does three hour meditation. I have to do a three hour meditation in the morning. If I'd no kids, now, maybe. I'd no kids. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, you obviously have a nanny, Joe. <laughs> but, we love you, Joe. We love you, no nanny. Yeah, three hours. Yeah, no. But how do we train our minds? You know, for me, I, I use the example. I've said it in many shows. Like the stuff that's in my head, I'm picking it out like a toothpick, right? Mm. At the mm. moment. But how do we train our minds? Not to say I can't or I'm tired. So it changes the energy inside because someone could be happy-go-lucky, singing, grateful, and they still, you know, in the external world, everything's grand, but internally or in their in their life, yeah. they, they could be and there's so many screaming. People, yeah, they don't realise they're even experiencing stress. I had a lady come to me at a, an expo, and um, this is a few years ago, and she said to me now, she said, now, Joanne, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed at all, she said to me, but I just can't sleep at night time. And I was like, I didn't know where to start with her, to be honest with you. And I, I didn't want, well, you are stressed. It'll be an argument, you know, because sleep is a natural process. It's a natural process. So there's something in the way to relax in the nervous system. And this is this is all it is. We're in two states, you know, during the daytime, we're active. And at nighttime, we're relaxing. We're in, and when we talk about the nervous system, there's two parts to it. There's the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. So we want to activate the parasympathetic and we want to be doing it a lot during the daytime as well. Obviously we want to be doing it at nighttime and when we're winding down for sleep, but we want to exercise this switch in between these two nervous system states. So we want to take regular rest during the daytime. And when you talk about meditating for three hours, I say to people, you know, when you slow down and take more rests, and rest can appear to be rest. Rest is not just taking a nap. Rest can be going for a leisurely walk or reading your book or just sitting down and having a cup. It's a rest from a certain activity, right? That rejuvenates you or gives you back a bit of energy. But I say to people, the more you take rests and take breaks, the more you actually get done. You actually get more work done because to get it done quicker, you're more focused, you're concentrating, you're not as easily distracted. And you get more done and you've got a more um, feeling of fulfillment and accomplishment. So I say to people, take more rest during the daytime. But there's lots of things that we can do to activate the um, parasympathetic nervous system. So it's this vagus nerve. This is not it's the longest cranial nerve that runs right through the body. And if we can practice activating that during the day, one of the things to activate your vagus nerve is to sing a song. <laughs> you, do, you, do you feel good when you sing a song? Like put on your favorite tune. I love listening to the eighties music. You know, from when I was kid. Yeah, and I turn that yeah. on, and I'm dancing around the kitchen or whatever, and I'm as happy as Larry. That's reducing my stress. It's activating my parasympathetic nervous system. So we need to exercise activating our parasympathetic nervous system during the day. Um, even if it's just for five minutes or even just 30 seconds. But what about phones when people go to bed and they switch on their phone and the bright light oh. goes into their eyes? Does that not create something within them as well that signals their brain it's morning you know it's huge joe it's absolutely huge and i have a pet hey i really have a pet i could talk about this for three hours right <laughs> but 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 mobile phones look they're great um they have their purpose 
but we're abusing them if you like, right? We're abu- we're not using them at the right times and we're not using them at the, at the wrong times and for the wrong um, length of time as well. So you're right, the blue light on the mobile phone, the sunshine, the daylight has, if, if it rains and you, and the sunlight goes through the, the raindrops, it creates a rainbow. So it breaks down all the different colours of the, the white light from the sun. So in that is blue light. And blue light is what tells our a system and every single cell in our body that it's daytime. So we operate with this circadian rhythm, this 24 hour cycle and all of our cells, our hormones, our digestive system, our sleep patterns, that all is influenced by this circadian rhythm. And this is what has us be healthy, right? Uh, performing optimally, all our cells performing optimally. But when we're using the mobile phone at nighttime, there's a couple of things going on. First of all, the blue light, it's confusing it's confusing our body. It's our body still thinks it's daytime. So it's going to stop melatonin, which is our sleep hormone. And we need our sleep hormone to sleep, right? So it stops the sleep hormone. And then when we're on the mobile phone as well, there's another thing that's happening. It's creating dopamine. So dopamine is the excited neurotransmitter in our brain. So it's keeping our brain active. And we spoke about the brain waves earlier on. We want the brain waves to slow down. So that's not happening if you're hooked on your mobile phone. And this is why we say, oh, I'm just going on for two minutes to check something. And 30 minutes later, we're down the rabbit hole of the internet, right? We're still on our phones. We can't get off it. We're addicted. And this is what dopamine does. It keeps us attached to, to this. So, so your brain waves, the activity in the, in the brain, the, the, the hormone as well, the blue light. So there's a lot going on with mobile phones. And a lot of people are not aware of this. And the other thing with mobile phones is EMF which is electromagnetic field, which is a toxin. It's an invisible toxin and it's very, very real. There's lots of scientific studies that show EMF and it's decumulation. We could have the Wi-Fi on at nighttime as well as, you know, our phone signals. We could have a smart meter. Um, all, all of this is accumulating and our bodies, we, although our bodies are very adaptive, this technology is moving so fast, so quick that our bodies can't keep up with it. And it's having an, an impact on, on our bodies. So there's lots of reasons not to use your mobile phone at night. As, as I say, Joe, I could talk about that for three hours. I have a pet hate about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you on one thing because, and I keep saying to the people, we're analog and nature is analog. And all this stuff that's coming in digital is affecting mm. the analog and the body and everything as well. So we need to be we need to be mindful of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And stuff you're saying there, I can see the passion coming out as well as, as <laughs> you're, you're, you're going through. So the question, you know, I asked you at the beginning, what is there not a, enough of? And you said love in the world. And what I'm getting from the conversation as well, you know, possibly there's a lot of people that is, you know, they're not getting enough sleep because of their stress. And I'll ask you this last question before we wrap it up. As humanity, what are we going to do about it? Well, so we have two parts to our brain, the the, the front brain, the conscious brain and the, the amygdala, which is our emotional brain. This is where all the subconscious is as well, the reptilian brain, right? When we sleep out at nighttime, Joe, this helps our brain and our mind to work together optimally, right? So that we can be at our best. We won't feel as trend. Okay. We won't feel so distracted. We won't feel so overwhelmed, anxiety. When we sleep well at nighttime, we're living from our heart. And this is where the love is. If we're not sleeping well at night and we're sleep deprived, Okay, this is going to have your amygdala, your emotional brain. It's amplified and it's been shown in studies 
by up to 60%. So therefore you're easily triggered, right? Somebody could just say the wrong word to you and you're off having an argument with somebody. That's how easy it can happen. So sleep has a big impact on relationships and we need to relate to each other without feeling less than or not good enough. We need to feel whole and complete living from our heart. And we can get this, we can achieve this when we sleep well at night time. So it's optimizing every single cell in our body, our brain and our body for everything to work together, Joe. Isn't that great? That's beautiful. And I did an interview recently with someone who says, if someone is having an argument with you, hold her hand. (laughs) When you're holding someone's hand, it's very hard for that energy. So you're doing something when you're just holding the other person. Well, the heart meridian goes down the arm. Yeah. So you can't, you know, you, I don't, you know, you can't hold the shopkeeper if you're giving out over the price or something. The man was <laughs> hugged me, fight with me. But yeah, so that's interesting. Um, if someone wants to get your book, where is your 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 book? How can they pick it up? Or if someone wants to reach out to yourself as well? Yeah, so my website is joannecallahan.com, J-O-H-A-N-N, joannecallahan.com. I also bought the domain J-O-A-N-N-E, just in case. <laughs> Uh, you can get my book on how to get a good night's sleep.com. It's also my website. It's on Amazon. It's available in audio, ebook and paperback as well. So, and I've, and I have a, I do a free 15 minute consultation discovery call with anybody who uh, wants to find out more how, how they can work with me and how I can help them. Definitely. And tell me this as we are in 2023, what do you see the year? How do you see the year panning out? You know what, Joe? Crystal I just want to ball, crystal ball, crystal ball. Crystal ball. <laughs> Let me have a look. <laughs> I, you know what, Joe? What I've realised over the last couple of years is how important fun is for me personally, and I think I think everybody can benefit from having bringing more fun and being more aware. You know, be a child be a child. Children are not so serious like adults are. Yes, we've got more responsibilities, but bring out that childlike in you every so often and have a bit of fun because it will reduce your stress, will help you sleep easier at nighttime and you will find any problems that you're trying to solve will come to you a lot easier because you're allowing them to flow in. Um, so so for me, um, I just want to have a lot more fun, go traveling and and really look after myself and do the things that I love that that bring fun and joy to me personally. So Sounds beautiful. Beautiful. The Sleep Success Coach, Joanne, thank you for coming on. Oh, it's been great. Thanks a million, Joe. Sleep well tonight now. (laughs) I will indeed.